0: It's the Angry Diva. It's the Angry Divas Divas Radio Show. It's the Angry Diva. The Bell of Boston. The Angry Divas Radio Show. This has been another rich house production. This has been another. House production, the Angry Divas radio show. In live weekday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on radio.com Check out our website www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A. Get it right, folks. This has been another bitch house production, the the Angry Divas radio show. The Bella Fossa, the angry, divas, the angry divas. the one and only, the talented, the gifted, the immortal, Jacqueline Harris in the house. And she's going to be sharing just a touch, just a touch, just a little taste, a little nibble, a little snack about her new book <laughs> And we're going to be getting together and doing a study on. We're going to be doing a study with Jackie Harris on the power of sacred sound or the sacred power of sound. And today, as I said, it's the third installment of my Black Scribes Matter series, and I got something for you today, boom. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about it. Today, we are going to discuss why they come for the scribes and the oracles first. Today, we are going to discuss the anointed versus the appointed. See, there's a lot of people out here calling themselves after a lot of different things, but that's not what they're actually anointed to do. What ended up happening is they saw someone else's anointing began to be covetous of that woman's anointing and said, well, let me try my hand at it. It's not your gift, stuff. So we're going to talk about that and more. It's free as fuck you Friday right here on the Angry Divas radio show. I got a couple of songs I must play because, as I said, it is free as fuck you Friday. And then we'll go ahead and get the show started. So, pick back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We're waiting on all our folks to get in here. And I don't know, this is going to be a fun kind of day.
1: Yo, B, they ready. Let's
2: go. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling my. feelin my. feelin myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm
1: feeling my. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I with some hood girls looking back at it and a good curl in my tax bracket. Got a black card and less sex habit. These Chanel bags is a bad habit. I I do balls, Dale Mavericks. My mate back, Black Matic. Bitch never left, but I'm back at it and I'm feeling myself. Jack Rabbit. Feeling myself. back off. Cause I'm feeling myself. Jack off. Can you think about me when he wax off, wax off? Whoops. That national anthem hats off. And I curve that nigga like a bad horse. When you get a number two with some max sauce or on the run tour with. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself.
2: I'm feeling my. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. days again game when that digital drops. Know where you was when that digital pop, I shot the world.
1: Male or female, it make no difference. I shot the world. World stop. Carry on. feet. Pretty on feet pretty, pretty, pretty gang always keep them niggas on beat Riding, riding through Texas Beat <laughs> for breakfast Every time I whip it, I be talking so reckless He said, damn, nigga, is tight I, I said, yeah, nigga, you right He said, 10 bag, you so little But you be really taking that pipe I said, yes, daddy, I do Give me brain like NYU I said, teach me, nigga, teach me All this learning here is by you I'm whipping that work, You digging that I got it
2: 36 to that real full of that bounce baby Come get you some of that baby I'm feelin' myself I'm
1: feeling myself I'm feeling my feelin' myself I'm feeling myself I'm feelin' my feelin' I'm feeling myself I'm feeling myself I'm feelin' my feelin' myself I'm feeling myself I'm feelin' my cooking up the bass, looking like a kill out he just wanna face Bitches ain't got punch lines or flow. I have both and an empire, also. Keep getting gifts from Santa Claus at the North Pole. Today I'm icy, but I'm praying for some more snow. Let that hoe, ho, let that hoe know. He in love with that. Cookbook. Why, why, why these bitches don't ever be learning? You bitches will never get what I be earning. I'm still getting plaques on my records, that's urban. ain't gotta be lying on top 40. I am my rap legend, just go ask the king the rap. Who is the queen and things of that nature? Look at my finger, that is a glacier. hits like a laser. Hooping on that work. Tripping off that poke flip, flip, flippin' up my skirt, and I be whipping all that work. Taking trips with all them keys, car keys got B. Singing with the Queen Bee, and we be whipping all of that tea. Cause we dope girls, we flowless. We deposit girls for hours. We run around with them bowlers, only real niggas in my collars. I'm, 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 I'm the big kahuna, go let them whores know. Just on this song alone, bitches on her fourth floor. <laughs> You like it, don't you? Young Money, Maestro,
2: Fuck you. you <laughs> Don't worry <laughs>
0: The Angry Divas Radio Show. The Angry Divas is live weekday on blackhop at twelve p.m. Eastern Standard. Now check out our website. That's ww.angry Angry Divas. Get it right, boo. This has been another Bitch House production. The Angry Divas Radio Show. Radio Show. Radio Show. Radio show. Yeah, baby. It's the Angry Divas. The Trickle Dark The Angry Divas Radio Show. The Angry Divas. Yeah, baby. All right, everybody. It is time to start. The motherfucking show. Welcome everybody to today's episode of the Angry Divas radio show. That's right boo, I am your host with the most, the triple dark goddess, also known as Diva Fire. And of course, this indeed has been another bitch House production, the Angry Divas radio show. Today's show is... We are going to be discussing the Black Scribes Matter. This is the third show in our three-series installment of Black Scribes Matter. Today I'm going to be talking to you all quite a bit about something rather important that we've forgotten, and that important something is the reason why they always come for the oracles and the scribes and why they come for us first. If you can pluck the eyes out of a being, if you can blind it, if you can snatch away the stories that help that entity to know who and what it is, why it is here, what it has done, it's history, it's mother's, 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 mother's history. (laughs) You can produce an eternal slave. You will produce an eternal slave because what you have done is remove that person's ability to see truth and speak truth to power. You've taken away their stories, their truth, their her story or history, whatever you feel most comfortable to call it, and you've repurposed them. You traumatize them, and you attach memories. You assign memories, assign memories to them. You assign a history or a her story to them that does not remind them of who they are and instead repurposes them to whatever you need them to be. That is what we see going on down here. And um, we're real quick to point the finger at the white man, the black man, the white woman, at everybody, and then turn around and simultaneously, blasphemously say, the black woman is God How can we be God And it's somebody else's fault That we're fucked up It does not work like that Over here In divination I'm I'm not that kind of woman I'm not that kind of God I'm not that kind of teacher I never have been And there's quite a few women on the planet Who's pissed at me Because I will tell the truth The whole truth And nothing but the truth Regardless of their little tired ass feelings. But I didn't come here to lick your clit. You better find you a dick to calves, honey. That ain't my, 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 not my mantle. Not my purpose. Not what I came here for. Not my mission. That's not why I'm here. So I wrote a little something, something today, since it's Black Scribes Matter Week. And I shared it to our page. You make sure you check us out. We are Angry Divas, the Dark Divine Feminine on Facebook. And I said this, I refuse to engage conversations about what black men white men, white women need to do while I still have to battle black women's idiocy, foolishness, and arrogant, gross ignorance. No, ma'am. I still have lesser broads trying the Oracle. So I'm not interested in pretending like the rest of this even matters. It doesn't. Nope. All of this is an outgrowth of the black woman's refusal or inability to get her shit together. When the black woman remembers that she is God, she will realize that her actions, reactions, and interactions create all that she sees around her. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. The oracles aren't blowing smoke up your ass, honey. We aren't here to empower and encourage you. Let me repeat that. The true oracles, are not here to empower you or to encourage you. That's not what we're here for. The women who do that crap pointed themselves titles and they lack authority. We true oracles are warning you, black woman, that the reckoning is coming. You had better humble yourselves and pray. Invest in yourselves and grow. Your edification is your own responsibility, reversing the curses in your life is your own responsibility. Eva cares, boo. So that's a little bit of the spirit of what I'd like to talk to you and about today. And, of course, we're going to bring in our co-host. I'm excited, um, you know, for her to come in and talk with you all about this, but I had to break it down so it could forever and consistently be broke. The reason that they keep on coming for the oracles and the scribes. And I was just having this conversation with a woman who was very dear to me the other day. And I was saying to her, you know, I said, sis, I'm tired. I'm tired. I said, I've reached my, I said, it's about every three months now where I get to this point of being tired of watching the same stupid shit go on and on and on. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck everything. I'm shutting down the studio. I'm shutting down the show. I'm unpublishing the page. I'm unpublishing the website. Fuck everybody. I'm helping nobody no more. I'm done. (laughs) Yep, I reach that now about every three or so months where I'm like, "Fuck y'all, I'm done. I'm not trying to help you people no more. You don't care." And um, so I, <laughs> I call the two crones that I call when I get to that place where I'm like, you know, six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking maybe six feet ain't so far to fuck now, You know, six feet ain't that far. A little six foot jump ain't bad, you know. <laughs> look, I'm serious. This is why I will only ever do parthenogenesis creations. Men go the fuck crazy when women do what they want to with their little sperm creations. They can kill the sperm creations that they make of women all the live long day, and there's laws to keep them from even having a third time. But let a woman do some shit. So I don't co-create with men because everything that I make, I've like got to be able to destroy if, as I see fit. You know? Sometimes I want to just, like, put it in the closet and don't feed it and let it the fuck just wither. And that's that's a part of being God. That we are the creator, the maintainer, the sustainer. We are also the angel of death. This is another one of our offices that they'd like to steal from us men and the people who made their rat bastard asses. But that's not what we're talking about. We're gonna talk we're going to course about why the scribe class was slaves why it was so important for them to snatch up most of our manuscripts and bury them in the British Museum and beneath the Vatican, which is another seat of power that belonged to the black scribe and the black oracle that they stole from us. Okay? I'm going to give you two references that you would know of that would prove what I'm saying to you. The burning of the library in Alexander and the burning of the library in Timbuktu. And now, interestingly enough, I'm going to share this little flashback that I had with you all. This was back in maybe like 2009, you know. I was just starting to remember that I am the oracle, that I am the seer, and that this is one of my gifts because I had come out of the church. And after everything that happened with that, I was like, nope, it never happened. It doesn't exist. I don't do that shit no more. I don't want anything to do with it. These people are crazy. I'm done. (laughs) I think that's when it started I was about 19 years old when that got started So from 2005 Flash forward to 2009 When I actually was starting to remember Took me about 4 or 5 years To come out from under the curse That I put myself under Oh yes God can curse yourself You can reverse your own energy Only you can do it honey Can't nobody else touch God's anointing But God So um, you know, I, I separated myself from my higher self. I told her, you, you got to walk away because we're too good at what we do. And it's frightening people. It's frightening people that this little child, this little black child here can read their thoughts and know the true meaning of the things that dwell in their hearts and speak those things to them. It's frightening these people. They don't know what to do with the shit. So bring, go from me. Because I can't handle this. I have no protector. Everybody sees this gift. They want to pimp and prostitute my anointing. Go from me. I don't want to do this thing anymore. That's what I said to my higher self. I sent her ass on. So she went on to go do other stuff, and I went on to be a regular bitch. As much as a regular bitch as the Oracle could be. <laughs> For a little while, I started acting like I was a regular bitch, you know? Playing in the pig pen with the regular pig bitches. Strutting around the chicken coop with the regular chicken bitches and forgot I was an eagle. Forgot I was a unicorn and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we could fly. <laughs> I forgot for a little while. And so when she came back to me, she brought me back this. She brought me way back because I was doing a prayer. I was saying a prayer, and I said, okay, I remember praying. I remember speaking things into existence. I remember visions. I remember dreams, but they seem so far away. And I do, I want to connect back to these things. I'm ready now. I thought I was going to have to meditate and do this shit for like weeks or months. Soon as I said I'm ready now, she slapped the fuck out of me. (laughs) My higher self stepped in and said, (laughs) whoop. Like, girl, we've been waiting for this. You know, like when you play in double dutch, right, and you waiting for your turn to jump in, you extra eager, you know, he's like, all right, one, two, three, all right, I'm in, jump, 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 it was just like that, she was waiting, like, I'm just waiting for the magic word, I am ready to receive, and that's all it took. So she won't slap me, knock me back into many, many yawns ago, and I end up, myself in like a, a tunnel of sorts. I come to the end of the tunnel and now I'm in this extra dark room. And everywhere I look all these real old-timey books, scrolls and shit, you know? I look down at myself because I'm, I'm seeing this from the position of someone who's there. It's not like I'm a shadow on the wall watching shit, you know? I'm there. I am there in a body watching my hands move as I command them to move with clothing that's unfamiliar to me, you know? And everybody is scrambling, trying to get the most precious of the books and the manuscripts, and they're sending them through all these hidden corridors on um, little, like, trolleys and shit, right? And so something happens. There's a noise. I hear it. It's not quite in the room with us yet, but it's far enough away. And I just open my mouth and say, it's almost time. Everyone in the room stops and looks at me. And when I said we were working fast, they went into like, like we're doing a fast forward while watching the movie type. You know, they sped the fuck up beyond what humans can do. I've never seen anything like this before. But I said it's time, and they sped up immediately. Things are flying off the shelf. People's hands are moving so quick, that I was like the Matrix. Okay? It is like the Matrix up in here. And the next thing I know, this masculine, this cloaked masculine, um, appears at my side, like the wall opens and comes through, and he, sa- he hands me this bag, and um, in the bag is all these different scrolls, right? I- I'm saying bag, but just, so you know, it's like a satchel. He hands me all these scrolls, it's in this satchel, and throws his cloak over me just at the same time as there's, like, this explosion in the library. And let me tell you exactly what it was. This was alchemical shit, all right? Y'all think that we got shit going wrong now? I think it's better that people forgot how magical we could be because the kind of warfare we used to have, child, okay? So someone threw some shit in the room that was basically like a powder, and the powder touched, everything that the powder touched became flammable. It took just one little spark. I didn't even see. There was no torch. It wasn't like someone shot an arrow in there. There was just a little spark, like someone had a flint, two rocks, and just little spark is all it took, and the whole fucking room went up in flames. But I was fortunate that that masculine was protecting me, threw his cloak over me, and he shielded me and the the scrolls, the manuscripts that I had been given to keep track of, to remember, to be in possession of, to protect, made sure that I did not get burned. But everything and everyone that was in that room went up in flames, and I was the only one who escaped. When I came out of that vision, I remember saying to my higher self, I asked you to help me to remember who I am, why I'm here, what I came to do, and this is what you showed me. You are one of the last surviving keepers of the scrolls of knowledge and wisdom that information is encoded in your DNA, yes. You must remember who you are. You must remember who you are. I had that conversation with her, and I started to grow a little wilder. Then that same dark masculine that was there in the way back starts coming around, and we start to have little conversations every now and again. And that dark masculine said to me, understand, sister, the work that you've been set to do, one out of four black women are going to divest from the crap and invest in remembering that they are God and growing their Godhood, you are only here for one out of four. 75% of all black women are your enemy, and they will act as an enemy to you, and they will try to stop you from doing what you came here to do. But that one in four, that 25% that you sent yourself here to actually help to grow and grow with, to help them remember who they are. That's the point of it all. Do you accept this challenge? And I sat and I thought about it, you know? 75% of bitches is going to hate me? (laughs) That's a lot of motherfuckers I got to slay. That's a lot of stupid suckers I got to defeat. You know, that's a lot of adversarial energy. But I ain't no punk bitch. I didn't come here to cower. I didn't come here for you to like me. I'm never shit. I really don't. That's why I do everything the way that I do. Diva, you shouldn't cuss so much because then people would like you more. Fuck them. <laughs> you know? Um, Diva, you should uh, you should market like this because then maybe people will sign up more. Mm-mm. No. I didn't come here for everybody. I know that. Whosoever will, let them come. Because the scrolls that were given to me were not given to me for the masses. The masses of dumbasses are going to do sick shit with it. The scrolls that were given to me, the gnosis that was entrusted to my care, to impart, to teach on, the dark arts and such. These things are only to be shared with certain people. Even the sisters who come for classes Things are written and said in such a way that whosoever will and has an ear, let her hear what thus says the law of the spirit for her life. And whosoever is trying to sneak the fuck in to try and see how they might could trip up a witch who's superior to them, let her fall on her own goddamn (laughs) sword. There is a reason that they come for us. Their entire system is built, it is predicated upon the true gods remaining asleep, godhood, to their gifts, to their talents. It is predicated upon the true gods having a bunch of fuck bitches, do fuck shit, to impede the path of the gods. Curses and other sick shit that goes on. People speaking and doing all manner of evil in your name because they pissed off that you're telling the truth and they live outside of it. Yeah. That's what these motherfuckers exist to do. They ain't about shit. They ain't never going to be about shit. There are plenty of people like that on this planet. And my sister, for those of you who are anointed, everybody's got an anointing to do something. Not everybody's living in their anointing. It's just like in church, you know? People used to look at me like, oh, the prophetess, you know what I mean? Like, I won't be the prophetess. No, the fuck you don't. That's why it wasn't given to you. You would go batshit goddamn crazy. You'd lose your mind. You couldn't handle this shit. That's why it wasn't given to you. People who can't write, oh, I wish I could write like so-and-so. No, the fuck you don't. You'd lose your mind. Have any idea what writers go, the scribes go through to put together something? Something that's aimed to heal, to transform and set free. Oh, anybody can turn out a bunch of bullshit. Look at that 50 Shades shit. Anybody can turn that shit out. But something that is going to change your life. Something that teaches you about the power of words and sounds. The ability to speak your destiny into existence, those people who can do that, whether they do it in the oral or in the written tradition, they will always have opposition. They will always have people who hate their guts because the appointed bitches have to sit down when the anointed shows up. Those who are anointed to teach, to speak, to heal, those who are anointed to write, all of y'all who appointed yourself in them titles, oh, you might have had a nice little following for a little while, but when the anointed one opens their mouth and begins to speak, it shows who the power really dwells with. This is why they come for us. You can appoint yourself and be a good little parrot in mouth. Peace. But when the one who is anointed to teach on it speaks, everybody flocks to that anointed voice. And people get jealous. You appointed yourself a teacher. You appointed yourself an author. You appointed yourself an oracle. You were never anointed. Your bloodline, that's not your gift. Sit down. Sit down, find your kids, walk in your office, or continue to be jealous, that's what low bitches do, they get jealous of the anointed one, and then they come for us, and then we have to cut bitches' heads off, and put them on spikes outside of our castle as a warning, do not fuck with me, I'm not the one, because they're going to come for you, oh, they're going to come for you. They only come for the anointed. Understand that. Understand that. If you weren't anointed, they wouldn't give a fuck about you. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't talk bad about you. They wouldn't compare you and do all the shit they do if you weren't anointed. Don't nobody talk shit about the bitches who appoint themselves. What can we say about her? She ain't got no power. They come for the powerful. Why? Because the, the bitches who are not anointed, the bitches who are appointed, for some reason, they think that if they, you know, like, snatch, they think they, first of all, they think they can snatch the crown of the anointed. But their thinking is that if they snatch the crown of the anointed, then they become the anointed. You know, like, I could snatch her anointing for myself and wear it. No, bitch. <laughs> That's not how this works. This is why they come for us. This is why they have always come for us. Because in some ways you can do that. The Vatican used to be the seat of the civiline oracles. They snatched our crowns and put them on themselves and convinced the world that they were lords. That their Catholicism was the original religion and everything else is the devil. We, who are, we represent sacerdotal authority. This is a birthright. No one crowned the black woman as God. She was born God. Created God to be God. No one crowned her sibyl or oracle. She was born. These things and these titles were created to describe to the low what she represents. What house she hails from, what bloodline, power she represents. This is why they come for the oracles and the scribes, because when they take the eyes out of the oracle, and oh, they did it, baby. Y'all call them eyes the eyes of Horus and Ra, but before they snatched them out of the head of the feminine and assigned them to some fake-ass dick masculine, they were the eyes of Wajet. <laughs> the scribe oracle of Kemet. Wajet is the scribe. Wajet and Sheet Shat represent the scribe in the oracle house and they plucked out the eyes of Wajet and handed them to children of lesser gods or the sons of the lesser women of the children of the lesser gods, Horus and Ra. the eyes out of the oracles to blind the people, bound up the scribes and repurposed them to sing the songs that men told them to sing. That was the first, The first usurpation. After that, after the men, the black man and his mother, yeah, I said it, I don't give a fuck. After the black man and his mother successfully snatched the eyes of the oracle out and handed it to some dick for us to think the dick can see something, okay? Dick got one eye. (laughs) And we think the dick can see something. One in five women born with the gift. One in 1,000 men, but y'all take y'all money to male oracles. Shame on you. They bound the tribe. They bound the oracles even and tried to force prophecies from us. We did this to ourselves. That's why y'all hate us, because we remember what it was before. Y'all did what y'all did to then turn around and say what the white man did to the family. No, it was the black man and his mother first. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in our host. We've got the one and only Jacqueline Harris on the line. I have already explained to you people why they attack us, and now we go bring in one of the scribe oracles herself. Peace be unto you, sis. Peace, sis, and the listening audience. How's everyone doing today? I'm hoping everybody's doing all right, and if not, that's fine, because I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, I'm, just, I'm in my element, raw and, and rare and, and real. So I wanted to talk about, of course, all of these things here, and I talked about it. Now we're going to get into some of this other nitty-gritty, um, why they kill the scribes and the oracles first, as it harms women and children, because if the scribes and the oracles have been silenced and removed from the equation, they are no longer able to warn the women and the children who are the most vulnerable. When people, when men wage war, the people who are most vulnerable are women and children and also our elders. So they take out those who can warn us, forewarn us of what war they're going to be waging on our people, so that way our people are without sight, without foresight or insight. And also they are without valuable, viable information in the written form. We cannot read. We can't even see to read what is written. No don't matter what's written. This is why they do this to us. This is how they have upended our sisterhood, our unity, and this is why it has to matter to us. Again, the scribes, those who keep the record, those who study history, your Dr. Suzars, your Octavia Butler, your Jacqueline Harrison, the scribes. We have got to honor the scribe. They do a most valuable work to go and discover and uncover our lost treasures and bring that booty back to us. We got to re-pirate our own shit back from those who snatched it from us. And the people we handed right. it to. We, put, we did put things in people's hands, trusting them to give it back to us. We put a lot of things in the hands of the Asian race. And they, shit, they ain't giving it to just anybody. But I tell you, I, me, <laughs> I, we scribes are easily able to walk into anywhere. I can walk into a Wiccan pagan shop, and they are eager to tell me about the shit I might have forgot. I can go into a Chinese medicine store, herbal medicine store, and they are eager to tell me about the things that I forgot. But the rest of y'all... They ain't trying to give it to you because you didn't give it to them. In fact, it was given to them to keep it from, y'all. When we saw how bad it was getting ready to be, when we foresaw the in-house fighting, the destruction in-house that was to come, when we left Africa, went to America, went to what what they now call uh, Greece, and uh, went to what they now call England, where the Anglo-Saxons, the true Angles, with us, where the Anglo-Saxons have taken over went to Italy, went to Spain, to try and escape you motherfuckers. (laughs) The journey that we have taken to try and make sure that we keep sacred the record of our mothers, the memory of our mothers, the honor of our mothers from those who hate their image, they hate their likeness, they hate their God. This is very, very unfortunate but true for black people. And I'm going to shut up now, and we're going to ask Jacqueline Harris to go ahead and take the (laughs) floor. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well two things when you spoke about the um uh, the stores going into different stores and I know I had a recent experience when I was down in Mississippi, Tennessee and I went into a um a cult store and um I walked in there and it was like the music stopped, everybody stopped moving. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Everyone turned towards me. The people came out the back, and they were like, oh, is there anything you need? Can we help you look for something? I said, no, I just was looking. I had a book. I lost it. Let me see if you have it. And let me look and see if something jumps out at me. But that's so familiar when I go into those type of stores. Everything stops. And it's like, she's here. So that kind of tripped me out. But when you were talking earlier yep. about the why they have to come for the scribes, as I said, I love bookstores. I love books. Any state, I travel a lot, and I find myself always finding a bookstore. So when I went, I think while I was in Memphis, I went into a Barnes & Noble. And I just start looking around, and all the other bookstores that I used to go to, flashbacks of them. So I'm standing there, and I'm mm. like, oh, okay, I get it. If you go into a Barnes & Noble or any other bookstore, nothing is in there but women and children. You right. may have a sprinkle of men, but it's predominantly women and children, so... We are reading. Now, some of us may not like what some other women are reading, but they are reading. And I said, okay, it makes sense why you have to discredit and try and get rid of the scribes because they have the ability to reach the ones who are searching. And I noticed two sections that Women stay in Women stay in the self-help section And the business section Yes So I say, say that yeah, Okay
2: <laughs>
0: So it makes sense that you have to uh, Come at the scribes because They They are going to reach Those who are seeking And, if, and the women Are always are seeking. Ever gone in. The women are the ones who seek to improve themselves. Men feel like they just showed up with a dick and bubble gum and they're perfect as they are. But the women are the ones who are seeking to grow. The women are the ones who want to study. The women are the ones who seek to correct themselves and master themselves um, in that way. Men do it differently. Women will go to the books. Women will study. Women will go to school. Women will educate themselves and invest in their edification more than men do, which is why women have always been superior in the realm of um, intellect, education and spirituality because women will actually study what it is. This is also why they made it illegal for us to read, write and arithmetic. That's right. Um, and, and, and why it's so it's always going to be that they do try to discredit the scribes because the scribes can reach multiple generations. you get that woman for right. the same reason that the church wants to get the woman. You get that woman. And you get into her head and she's going to teach that same thing that's in her head to her children. So it's about exactly the holy scribe versus the motherfucker who appointed himself as the pontiff and took over the seat of the scribe. It's always gonna be that way. Whoever it is. Now in this case I'm using the Sibylline Oracle versus the Vatican. Um the the Pope and, and the Catholic Church and all that whole thing. But this even breaks down into every arena. Um, you know, think about those sisters who were writing books for little black girls. So now the major characters, exactly. Think about that show, Doc McStuffins, you know, all of these different things that black women are creating and putting out there, black scribes are creating and putting out there. Uh, I saw another black scribe, this Dr. Stacy Patton, and she's been talking a lot about spanking and the African-American propensity to think that beating the hell out of our children is discipline. Now, y'all know how I feel about it. I feel that people who beat their children lack self-discipline, self-control, and the ability to properly parent. That you have decided to become the slave master's overseer instead of being the guardian angel of that child. That's how I feel about it. Because we don't tell me that we need to beat our children for them to not be beaten, shot, and killed by the police because black people ain't never stopped beating their kids. But our kids are still target practice. So she's been writing a lot That's about nice. that. She's taking a lot of heat, too. But she's really helping to put information out there and put science behind it and explain what happens to a child when they're spanked. See, the scribe is the one that help us remember. If she puts out there information saying, you know, 30% of the gray matter in the frontal cortex of a child's brain is missing from a child who has been spanked versus a child who has not. What is that right. doing to our children's emotions, their creative ability? We talk about how our race doesn't innovate and do this and that. We are destroying our future by beating it out of them, thinking that it's discipline. It's not discipline, it's conformity we teach. Conformity. That's true. And so, in that arena, that tribe is over here educating people on that. And, you know, since in your arena as a scribe, you're over here helping us to remember the sacredness of sound to music, which is a frequency, and the written word, which is another melodic frequency. And, you know, I want to say to you thank you for coming. And, you know, I want to open the floor for you to talk about that. And really anything that you want to talk about, the floor is yours. You know we love (laughs) you on the show. You said what you want, (laughs) baby. Well, thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm – Music and books are are two of my passions. I love music. I love books. I love museums since I was a little bitty uh, child. And it's so funny that even as a little child, I always felt I lost something. So I always thought I could find it in books. So that's why I was always like at the library, trying to get books, trying to read, because I'm like, okay, I've lost something. Now, how does a 5-year-old or 6-year-old be so adamant about something's missing and I got to go find it? So I was 5 or 6 years old crossing major streets in Chicago trying to get to the museum, trying to get to the library. Took a lot of uh, beatings, but I never stopped looking. And uh, I think that that's what children and some adults and these women who I see in the bookstores, they feel like they lost something, and they can find it in books. And I thought about the books before you said it. I thought about the Timbuktu and uh, the book in Alexandria. I said they, they didn't burn those books. No, they didn't. I mean, they may have some burned of us some got of them books out. Yeah, but so, not the right. They didn't burn them. They got the exactly. little. They got your little, um, your little Dr. Seuss books and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, because if you burn them, they wouldn't know how to use them, and, and so they have to keep them so they can keep you under a spell. So those books are not burned, but you know we taught that. So, uh, but anyway, on to the music, uh, I. I'm at that point now with music. I know music has the ability to heal. I know about the frequencies. I understand how they sped up the frequencies and people don't know how to slow themselves down so they can hear themselves sing. So everything is sped up. And if you stay at that speed, it just reminds me of back in the day when I would go to a club and they would, you know, play that fast house music. And, I mean, I would be right out there dancing and popping and doing all kind of stuff. But then I said, wow, I'm like, okay, that's enough. So I'll go to the side, and yes, the Oracle drank beer. I'll get a beer, and I'll watch the people. And they girl, we made beer. slow down. We
2: created beer. <laughs> we created it. So we better exactly. drink it.
0: Go ahead, though. <laughs> they... They couldn't slow down, so I was like, wow, they can never hear themselves. They couldn't think at that speed if it's, it's, you're going to crash, you can't stay up like that. But some people don't know how to slow down, therefore, they never get to know themselves. And I think that's purposeful. In fact, I know it's purposeful. So everything is fed up. I hear the piano is fed up now; it's faster than it was uh, before. Uh, certain musical instruments, um, the the people singing, is higher. Nothing wrong with being a soprano or something, but this the way the su- uh, tones are now, it just grates on my nerves. I don't know about anybody yeah. else, but I'm like, okay, it, I can't. It grates on this. my nerves too, sis. Because you know what? I never I never felt, and this is even coming from someone who was in the choir and church, and we were taught all of yeah. that about musical notes and scales. I never, ever got a healing vibration from the soprano section. Them healing tones yeah. didn't even come from my section as a first alto, the second alto. Them healing tones came from all them chrome women that made up the tenor section. It's it, yeah. Yeah. All of them low tones, them slow tones. I used to love, they actually used to tell me, you got to slow down. You rushing through your part and got the whole section rushing just so you can hear the tenors. I had a sister to pull me to the side <laughs> and tell me, I noticed that you do this. <laughs> you have the whole section moving faster just so you can listen to the tenors. You can't do that. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to shut up and just let the tenants sing. I used to love our third Sunday, because third Sunday was Sunday, and it was all the elder mothers, the crone mothers of the church, who got up and sang. And they had a different kind of songs that they sang, and it was that old-time religion, you know, those slower tones, those healing tones. And you're right, sis. It's not to knock the sopranos. Yeah, go ahead. Woo! Scream, baby. Get your woo! Do it. But (laughs) Just to say that there's a different frequency, there's a different healing vibration that comes across in those lower tones. I even noticed this, and I want to ask you if you noticed this too. In some of my my videos, I do, I play with different tones in my shows and my videos and all of this here. There are some tones where it's way up here, and then there's tones where we're, you know, just kind of like chilling, you know, and, and we're relaxed. And I, I noticed the difference in the frequency and the energy of those shows and whether people like it or not, too. Something real with you. There's something about that healing vibration, and we don't pay attention to it. Um, you know, sis, while you were talking about the music being set up, I was thinking about this documentary i watched. I can't remember what the hell the name of it was. i watched too many things. But one of the things that was <laughs> I was saying too. is that the it's, music it's, – it's too, it's too much. I can't keep up with all of it. But one of the things the guy was saying is um, he's a producer, and he said that music is now 98 beats a minute. And I said to myself, isn't that what our heart rate is supposed to be? Isn't, is, is that not? Cause help me. The heart beats at 98 beats a minute. Right. So why would they you, have music? You get what I'm saying? That like the music is, yeah. is 98 beats a minute, and that's your heart rate. So how can you regulate your own heart rate, pay attention to the way your blood flows and, and have mastery over it, when the music is now matching your blood pulse rate and soon to outspeed it? We're not thinking about that. So the shit we're eating, people having heart attacks, it might very well not just be the food you eat. It might be the food you consume in your ears too. Think about what oh, you're to to your psyche, to your heart, to your vital organs. Music is powerful. It's very, very powerful. Um, And this is something that we cannot afford to ignore or act like. It's just songs. It's just, yeah, well, fine. The dumb Lights can do that. But for everybody, whosoever have an ear, let them hear what we're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I put the uh, group of women, you know, in a book that I wrote. And and they all sing the same tone. Some can go lower, some can go higher. But they all sing... The same tone, and it's so uh it's melodic, it's uh healing, it's freeing it's uh um I mean it, it just to hear them i i I get it's it's hope, it's like you know when I listen to them, I'm like okay, I know everything's gonna be all right, like they used to have this saying about uh the creator has not given up on people because babies are still born, being born. Well, I say you hear those voices and you know things are going to be okay. And the sad part is you have to search to find, you know, uh, these singers. You're not going to really hear them. Some you may hear on the radio, but it's, it's usually with their fastest song. But with the songs that heal, you're not going to hear those on the radio. You're going to have to, you know, search out, you know, a, a art and survival. Say, for example, by uh, Diane Reeves, which I think is one of the greatest freedom, free CDs that women can listen to. But you got to search for it because they won't even manufacture it anymore. So, and I don't, I don't think that's an accident. You know, you have to Hell search not. out for, uh, you know, melanin songs by Cassandra Wilson, and and uh, you know, Nancy Wilson and and, and Mesa. Can we change the world? Uh, you know, it's just so many gifted uh, songs that the the tones, like they say, your skin is not solid, parents. So those tones go into your body. And relax, you know, because like you said, if they got the sound at ninety eight beats per minute with the heart, that means you're gonna stay always stay accelerated. Yes. You and that's like that you said. Thing. No, you never rest. And that's that's when the heart gives out. Yeah. I mean it's supposed to you're supposed to slow down your heart. And and that's what happens, uh, when I listen. I I was listening to uh Patrice Russian the other day. I, I don't I wouldn't consider her a, a alto auto singer like I would a Layla Hathaway, but her tones, her music, you know, it's just healing. Plus mm. you gotta have some substance in your lyrics. You know, it's you know, I I would go crazy listening to the, oh beat that bitch with a battery but that's just, you know, I, you go crazy. And yes. your heart beat, be, your heart's in there like, what the fuck? What is going on? <laughs> you it, you it takes a while to calm down. down from that. Yeah. It does. It, it oh, it's hard to slow down. Since I done downloaded uh, Melanin's song by Cassandra Wilson. I had to go and get it. I found that thing and put it in the soundboard. That's going to be what we play as the outro. But uh, I'm glad that you just shared all that all that music with us. You know, I remember in middle school, so I was about 12, 13-ish, right, maybe 14 at the most, and I stopped listening. I just made an executive decision to stop listening to secular music. I said to myself classical was okay, instrumental was okay, other world was okay, um, you know, anything like that. Even gospel was all right, but I could not listen to any more R&B. And I remember at that time, um, for my age group, everybody was getting all swept up in neo-soul. So Erica Badu was so right. big, um, m- music soul child, Maxwell, and it was a whole N-D-R-E. lot of things. Indy yeah. That, now, she was okay. By the time I found India Ari, I think I was like 16, and that's when I started mm-hmm. back listening to the music. But I'm glad, um, you know, I, I caught Maxwell's first album, but the second one, Embrya, Mm -hmm. that was around the same time as I was like, I'm not going to be listening to music. And I'm so glad because listening to Embrya as a grown woman and understanding what those tones are, my little teenage newly budding hormone raging body did not need those sounds (laughs) and frequencies causing DNA explosions in me to fuck me up, messing with boys and shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't need that Mm -hmm. shit and I'm so glad that I had the foresight to say we're not going to do this. For a period of years um, and, and I did that And it changed Because the things I was feeding myself And I remember trying to have these conversations With my peers at the time And I said you're feeding yourself The spirit vibration that's coming through that song And it's, you're, then you're getting attacked With all these negative thoughts All these thoughts that are not even yours Are being sent into your mind And they looked at me and they started right. laughing You're fucking crazy Do you hear yourself
1: Ha ha ha
0: you know? Yeah. Right. I was right. a right. weird one for saying that. That your mind hmm. is being bombarded with all these because of the things that you're listening to. That's true. And, you know, it opens you up when, you, you know, it's going that fast. The music opens you up. That's why you yes. have to be careful what you listen to. Because, you know, this is, you know, we're in a spiritual thing, too. So, like, you know, whatever spirit and those musicians, shit, they, you open up, who's to say it won't come to you? You know, like, it's, I believe spirit travel on music tones, too. So, you, they you come, know you know, into you. All of black Go America ahead. agrees with you. All of black America believes that, too. Here's how. Everybody who grew up in church, you know what sound the organist and the drummer is gonna get going when it's shout time. Don't play with me. Right. You know (laughs) the sound that the organist, the pianist, the drummer is gonna start playing when the pastor getting ready to really break off into his. And God said, you know, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about the spirit that they begin to conjure and invoke via the frequency and the speed that they play. It starts out, then it breaks off. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody know. knows it, okay? Everybody knows the shout mantra, I'm going to say. Everybody knows it, Okay. So we know that spirit travels through music. We would call that the Holy Spirit frequency in church, you know, when everybody started catching spirit and it would fly around the church and you catch what we would call the Holy Spirit, everybody getting possessed and hoping it's something (laughs) (laughs) holy. But everybody would fall out with that. So we know that spirit travels through music. But then when it comes time for us to – to embrace something that's not in the church, all of a sudden ain't no spirit. Now, when we was in church, we knew that the other stuff had a negative spirit. But when we come out, all of a sudden, that's not true. Hmm. Right, right. And it's the same behavior as at a Michael Jackson concert, you know? You look at the audience, they're behaving as if they're in the church. You know, he, uh uh they, they, uh, well, I don't know what the word, but the, the spirit has entered them from Michael Jackson. So they behave in the same way as if they yes. were in church. Turned so they, up, um, falling out, turned up, right. needing to be pulled out on ambulances, passed the fuck out somewhere, exactly. need a white sheet thrown exactly. over. Exactly, a sheet over. <laughs> <laughs> so because that spirit, of Mikael, that spirit of Michael, that spirit of Michael come through when he would sing. Because I tell you, I, I would have caught it, too. If I ever was in Michael Perlman's oh. concert, I would have. <laughs> Shit. I might have caught it, too. Because, you know, the frequency <laughs> gets you open. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, I agree. And uh, also, what I think is also happening, is, and I noticed, there's no longer a soul category. It's, it's there's no, they yes, don't even, wait, wait. Yes, it is. It's called blue no, eyes. No, no, it's pop. <laughs> okay, well, we don't have blue eyes, so. I don't okay, even hear but blue you see eyes soul anymore. I don't, Girl, don't even hear that. Have, I just hear pop. Really? Oh, yes, I, I don't, okay. I see what you're I don't, saying. I don't think they use, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think at the Grammys. Uh, I may be mistaken. I doubt it. But. I'm tr- I don't even know if they had a soul category at the Grammys. Remember, it used to be soul. Aretha was the queen of soul. Uh, James mm. was the godfather of souls. There is no soul. And I don't think that's um, a coincidence either, that you remove no. the category of soul music and now everything is synthesized with the uh, that mood machine. And it's, it's it's not the it's not soul. You're not. It's not coming from your soul. So you like you have to search out and find people and say, oh, okay, I feel this person. They they got some soul, but they're not. But look, the people who are doing music don't have a soul. James Brown had a soul. Aretha Franklin had a soul. That's why it was soul music. You don't have a damn soul. You can't give nobody your soul. <laughs> Beyonce's not giving us her soul. Now I'm not trying to knock the girl. She's a powerful bitch She's a powerful bitch. Mm-hmm. I respect her witchitude and her bitchcraft. But she's not giving us her soul. She might give us her heart every now and again. She give us her mind. She give us a lot of her ass. But she don't give us her soul. Even Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson ain't giving no soul. No soul tones. Those are not coming out of your popular people. Those are coming out of the old heads who are still performing. Is this the right, a thing right. as a soul singer anymore? I heard a girl. I got a girl in my pocket, my roster, right? Um, yeah, we got a lot of motherfuckers in the divination. Thank you. But one of my bitches is a singer. And the shame of it is the girl is, Jackie, oh, my God. Oh, my God. When she opens her mouth. And starts to sing. I'm getting the chills like she's singing right now. All I'm going to say is Melpomene falls over her tongue. And in Mm Racky, the girl is bad to the fucking bone. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that's happening to our little soul singers. They're born to heathen black mamas who hate and are jealous of their daughter's talents and want to control and push it out of them. So these little black soulful daughters have soulless mamas. I'm going to call it just what it is. And those soulless mothers are beating the talent out of the children, telling the children they ain't never going to make it, allowing fucked up shit to happen to those daughters to keep them from getting their wings. And this is the kind of thing that comes into divination where I help these girls to heal so they can go out there and do that singing. We have quite a few sisters Hmm. who had mothers who tried to snatch the wings off of their angelic beings back because they're jealous that they weren't one but they could give birth to one. That should tell you something about yourself, boo. You got the wings, you just forgot you had them. Because how can you give birth to her if it's not in you too? But instead of finding your wings, you try to snatch them off of your baby girl's back. So this is not just by design of the system. I keep relating to that. I can't blame the white man, the Jew, the black man. I can't blame none of them because the black woman is God. And she better stand up and be a better God or well, we're going to continue to see this kind of thing happening. And then it's real easy to blame the system, but the system is being fed by the people who choose to be food instead of being God. You cannot be God and right. food. People are going to try to feed on you, but you can't reduce yourself to just being food. You have to be God. You have to remember your godhood and inspire it in your daughters. It's happening in the home, you know, and it's crushing the soul of the sisters who have those tones, have those frequencies, are those sirens, the siren daughters who have the tones that can heal and even drive your ass crazy if need be. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And and, um, I I was thinking, too, about uh, as far as the responsibility, um, for the most part, we don't, no, I ain't going to say for the most part, we don't support them. You know, like I would go to some of the singers who I mentioned earlier, I would go to some of their concerts, and it may be me and one other black person in the audience. I noticed and that. And I'm like, they healing. How does this happen? They healing. And I would mention because that. Because people, is who is that they person? They are not aroused by healing. They are aroused by sickness. They'll, They'll come up chaos. with thousands of dollars they, to yeah. chaos. They will come chaos. up with thousands of dollars to sit in chaos. But they will bypass yeah. the healer. <laughs> it happens mm. all the mm. time. I noticed that too, sis. You know, when I go to black performance events, It's like me and six other black people, you know? Even when you look up in the nosebleeds, like, all right, I'd be down on the floor, you know what I mean? Because that's that's just how I roll. But when you look up even in the nosebleeds, ain't no niggas up there in these... Like, what the fuck is going on? They're healing. Like you said, they're healing. Wow, sis. So, y'all, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) it's been a wonderful show for me. Hope it's been good for you, too, baby. Mm. But... We're talking here about the power of sound. And we're doing this to introduce to you all a study that we're going to be doing together, Jackie Harris and I, on the sacred power of sound. we going to include her book. The sister has a new book about to drop where she is going to be talking very candidly about the mother of science fiction, Octavia Estelle Butler. And
2: her friendship with
0: her... (laughs) How they came to meet each other, uh, you know, the inspiration that that's meant for her, and the thing that I think is so powerful about Jackie's experiences is as an oracle, as a god herself, that she's able to just paint and weave the tapestry of her life in such a way that she comes back with all these gems for us. She ain't selfish. Are you kidding me? She could totally go and have a high time in the old town tonight with all of these most phenomenal women and never say nothing. (laughs) But she comes back with all of these treasures and shares them with us, you know, scribes them out for us, and scribes them out not just to tell us about what happened, but in such a way that it's now, it's a blueprint. One of her books, I call it The Sound Bible. This is my Sacred tone Bible. When I need something, I go and open up my Sacred Tone Bible, and I say to the Spirit, I start to speak to the Spirit of Lucifer, because Lucifer is the minister of music. So I start to speak to the Spirit of Lucifer with this Tone Bible in my hand, and I say, how great thou art. Show me the medicine just show me the medicine. And the pages start to turn, right, right in my hand. Pages start to flip to whatever the medicine is that I need. Sometimes I think I'm going for a song, and no, I need to go and reread something about one of the scribes who writes, not the scribes who sings and speaks, um, and, and get those tones that way. So it's a, it's a very powerful thing what she's done here to put together something that is a manual, like a living Manual to help you along your journey with remembering the power of sacred sound and not just how to absorb and consume the sacred sounds of our sacred tribes and oracles, but how to also invoke that in yourself, how to see that come out of you, how to turn and tune into your own sacred sounds and frequencies and affirmations of power and words of power and strength, the things that you say to yourself, trouble don't last always. We may do it for a night, you know, all little things that help you to keep on keeping on and to, to be able to find the solution in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your troubles. This is an excellent guide, and it's my honor that we get together and discuss these things in private because we can say things there that we can't say here <laughs> <laughs> and share in great detail The way that we girls tend to do You know in our tradition Our sacred matriarchal tradition um, Sis did you You know want to share anything with us Before we brought it to a close I know we were going to give a little sneak peek But I don't want you to give it to them all They better sign up for this class Oh y'all better be there or be square Trial. This is a once in it a lifetime right. opportunity will not We are not doing it. this again And you will not regret it. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, it's life-changing, and it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm only doing this once. So make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you get your sign-up in. Early bird has been extended until the 10th, and your sign-up also includes a copy of her exclusive new book. And we are going to get together and have an amazing time in sisterhood together. I am, I'm telling you, it's, this, this woman, her life journey is so awesome. And the things that I have learned in sitting and listening, sharing in a matriarchal tradition with her, you know, where one oracle speaks and everybody listens and we absorb the frequencies, we absorb the healing, the information, the gnosis that we need to help us to map out our lives and figure out wherever the hell we're at. Um, because sometimes we get ourselves into craziness and we need these we need these oracles to come in and help us to figure that out. Even we oracles turn to the scribes and the oracles to help us to figure things out. Yes, we do. Every great woman has a woman that is greater than her to inspire her to be a greater God too. Every great woman. There's not one woman who's great on the planet that doesn't set up her life this way, that she has at least one to two women who are greater than her that can inspire her to come up higher now you who think you're great and really ain't what y'all do is get around and try and snatch from other people but those of us who are in the spirit of greatness and excellence we are going to surround ourselves with those crones with those matriarchs with those teachers those healers those people who know the power of sacred sound and will share it with us so that we can be greater too that's what this is all Mm. about that's right. Well, we can't sit and be I, I, jealous of somebody's greatness. We got, we want them to rub it off on us. Jack, come rub on me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, sis? Let me stop. <laughs> well, I just wanted to share this uh, one little thing. I remembered this this morning before the show, and it's, it's, you know, when you sit back and you're able to think, you you remember. Oh wow. So, I always. Um, would have if I had phone interviews. Well, let, let me just say this. This is something Octavia Butler told me years ago before she transitioned. When she had people would call her for interviews, always stand up. And if you can, you know, walk the house or just stand up. Don't sit down. She said because when you stand up and you talk, you you be a little bit more adamant with your hands, or uh, you you project more. You more it's like you just come alive more when you stand up doing an interview. Oh. So I'm sure you can tell, but I had forgotten that. So I would sit with my interview and I would not project, you know. But I feel it this time around because I'm standing and it, it, I got that this morning. I said, boy. And when she told me, it never registered because I didn't see me doing interviews. (laughs) So that was a great thing. I'm like, what the hell? She's talking about stand up? Okay. The oracle always knows. (laughs) I'm like, she coming out the bag? What is she talking about? You know? But some years later, I, I I remember I'm doing interviews and I'm like, you're right. It's so much better standing up, and that's one of so many gems that I got from her, and that, uh, you know, it, when you sign up for the book study, you know, I will share more, and then I would put some, you know, in my book because I'm finally to that healing point where I can write about our friendship. And I was talking to someone and that said they were close to her, and I said, well, how you been? Uh, oh, well, life goes on. You know, I've moved on with my life. I can what? never say that with her, you know, because, mm-hmm. one, she's still whispering in my ears about shit. So I can never say, oh, I've moved on with my life. I, you know, so it just amazes me so much that she taught and told me, uh, about me and things that she knew, that I'm like, uh, you know, because back then I was very arrogant with my ignorance, so and um, I knew she was wise beyond her years, but you know, at the time I thought I was wise beyond my years, I know it now, but. Stop
2: reading me You can't read
0: me on my own show Oh my god! (laughs) So it's it's so much I mean Octavia and I would talk For hours And uh, when I would do uh, My book signings And I would do speaking engagements People would always Come up and ask me about her Because she was So reclusive And people wanted to know who she was. And people, you know, were just ask and and there's so much, you know, information out there that I'm like, that's that's not Octavia. Now I'm not saying that other people didn't know her, but it's just a lot of things or let me just say I just want to share what I got from her and how I think it could help, you know, other people. So she was a phenomenal Phenomenal person. There, and, and uh, uh, one thing people had no idea was that she had the sense of humor that was so, as you would call it, inappropriate. Octavia laughed at everything your parents told you. Not that's not funny. Yes, <laughs> she she was that type of person. You know, you you're not supposed to laugh at that. She saw humor in you know so many things but she I don't know because of the way people viewed her she never got a chance to just really be herself either that or she was so focused on what she came here to do that that it just consumed her so i it's it's just so much that i I'm, i can't wait to share with you guys if you sign up for the uh Book study. And uh, I'm sure it will help you in your life today because, hey, these are, this is years later and it's still helping me. So well, I got I to say, I'm glad that you did. And thank you so much for everything that you just said. Um, I'm having a flashback from when you first shared with me about our previous sense of humor. And I just felt so venerated. Because, true to life, I laugh at the most ridiculous crap in the world. <laughs> it's not even funny. I find it funny. And, <laughs> and I can't share that with people because i have a very dark sense of humor. Um, and, you know, my sarcasm is so dry, people think that I'm serious and just like heinous. And yeah. it's, it's amazing <laughs> to find out that, oh, it's not just me. This is just how the oracles are. Thank God. <laughs> It just feels so good so she's right it's going to help you it's gonna it's, it's amazing for women to share their stories and to share their experiences because then you learn how just alike we are how just not alone we exactly. are and how you ain't crazy boo welcome to the club we got buttons pins jackets cups you know am saying we got hats and posters welcome to the club honey you are not by yourself So I do encourage you, sisters, to sign up for the book study. It's on our website, www.angrydivas.com. This show has been sponsored by our lovely Angry Divas Bitch House Sisterhood. Yes. We love the bitch house, and the bitch house loves us. We're very thankful to the gift from the bitch house to help to, you know, market and promote this show And especially this particular class, the Bitch House really believes in it. They've been praying, they've been chanting, you know, sending their energy toward this being widely accessible to many different women so that whosoever will, let her come, let her be healed, let her life be transformed, and let her have greater awareness on her path. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening today. Uh, This has been another Bitch House production, baby, the Angry Divas Radio Show. It's free as fuck you Friday right here on the Angry Divas Radio Show, and this is our final show in the Black Scribes Matter series. Today you found out why they shoot at the Black Scribes and why it's important for us to make sure that we come together, that we hear what the Black Scribes have to say, and that we take notes so that we can apply it in our future. Don't forget, make sure that you sign up for our class, It is called The Sacred Power of Sound, and it's on angrydivas.com. I will also make sure that it's posted to our fan page. If you look on Facebook, we are on there as Angry Divas, the Dark Divine Feminine, and pinned to the top of the page is the link to sign up for this particular book study. Don't forget, it also includes a copy of her new book, exclusive just for my members. We're very thankful to the sister for this, and I'm excited to hold this platform with you sisters and to you know offer and extend this to you all don't forget to sign up people who are on my mailing list be looking out for the email later today boo yes and now i'm going to play us out Hello, little cassandra wilson let's do it thank you jackie thank you for coming in today thank you thank you everyone
2: Thank